Hey, welcome to the Echo Youth Podcast, where we're going to talk about the Bible, how it applies to our daily lives, and have a lot of fun while we're doing it. My name is Brett Westerfield, and my wife and I are the youth pastors of Echo Youth Ministries at South Coast Christian in San Juan Capistrano, California. And I'm joined today by one of our youth leaders, Ben Wallace. Let's get it. Welcome to the Echo Youth Podcast. Uh, This is episode 59, Uh, so if you've been joining us for 59 episodes... Congratulations. Congrats. Welcome. How cool is that? Um, uh, Anywho... Glad to have you. Yeah, so we uh, have update on the score now. So I'm at yeah, 32 wins, it, and uh, Ben has what 21. Yeah. So uh, come on, guys, shoot him a couple. Votes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Even if they're sympathy, folks, <laughs> uh, because that was an absolute atrocity. What just went on? <laughs> he's, he's upset. There's he, no chance. He, he's Coke ups- versus Pepsi. It's <laughs> the biggest rivalry in the planet. He's upset. He's upset. Okay, so now no, we're all okay. now we're all, all tied back up, and so we'll we'll get back on the the groove here. Uh, so uh, for the uh, Bible study portion of today's episode, we're going to be going over John uh, chapter two and three. So for all uh, our youth peeps, um, if you want to read that real quick, pause this right now, read it real quick, and then and then hop back on. We're going to talk about it together, uh, or really for anybody that's joining us that wants the. Uh, Read it first. You can pause real quick and read it, and then and then we're just gonna. But we're gonna go through it. And so, uh, last week we talked about John one. So if you want to stay on the on kind of the trajectory, if you missed last week, go back real quick and listen to last week, and then and then we jump on this one. Uh, but we're doing two cha- two chapters today. So why don't we get right into it, and then we we've got a um, a fun draft uh, at the end, uh, which should be a good time. So yeah, buddy. Um, so both Ben and I brought our Bible, so we're ready to go. We're official. Okay. So John chapter one, if you remember, it, uh, talked about the word became flesh. Uh, then it talks about, uh, John the Baptist and kind of his, uh, testimony of Jesus and, uh, and who, who Jesus is. And so it's pretty cool. Um, it's a great story. And so. Now we are on uh, chapter two. So the first story that kind of pops out here, and I took some notes on it. Let's go. Uh, <clears throat> so the first story that pops out here is uh, the wedding at Cana. And I think that's how it's pronounced. Cana or Cana or... Cana. Cana. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to read it, but basically what happens is you've you've probably heard the story. There, uh, Jesus got... Uh, Mary got invited... To Jesus' mother Mary got invited to this wedding, and so did Jesus and his disciples. So they're all at this wedding, probably of some sort of family friend of Mary and Jesus, and uh, and and so they're they're at this wedding and uh, they're having a good time, and then they run out of um, of wine uh, for whatever reason. Maybe more people showed up than anticipated, or they didn't have enough money to buy the amount of wine they thought, or whatever it was. So they run out of wine. And so uh, Mary uh, goes to Jesus and, and tells him, asking him to fix the problem. Yep. And so there's this kind of famous line Jesus said to her. He says, woman, what does this have to do with me? 
my hour has not yet come. <laughs> Jesus was a savage, man. Yeah, so it, it comes across like pretty rude in this context. So that's like the first thing I want to address is uh, really this Jesus' address for his mother uh, calling her woman in our context. This is another thing we have to remember that I always have to remember because it's funny some, how some of these wordings yeah. come out. But we're not reading the Bible in the context of 2020. So in the context of when Jesus was alive, I, um, the word that it translated here was more of a a, a, uh, a word to create respectful distance, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it was, in a way, um, not rude, but it was it was not like um, like mom or <laughs> yeah. or mother or anything that would create this close relationship so in a in a it was a word that in a respectful way jesus created some distance basically meaning like from the situation yeah ba- basically meaning like hey like uh in the nicest way possible right now you can't be kind of telling me what to do type of a thing yeah <laughs> uh so he says what does this have to do with me my hour has uh not yet come and so what that means is uh jesus had already uh, obviously been doing some teaching and and uh, maybe even some miracles in the in the uh, in the quiet, but uh, this is um, in in this gospel at least. This is really the first uh, miracle that Jesus is doing, and so that that uh, Jesus is basically saying that his time for miracles and his time to be known publicly and publicly as the Messiah has not yet come, and so he doesn't want to do anything that'll kind of premature, yeah, cause a, a ruckus. <laughs> A ruckus. Um, so there's that. Um, some signifying things. This could mean something. This could not. But uh, figure I tell you. So wine running out. Um, if it's a literary term, like item here, it could potentially mean it's like a symbol of spiritual bareness. Um, as wine, uh, but not drunkenness, but wine uh, in itself was viewed as kind of a blessing from God. So to run out of wine was potentially like a bad omen. And so this is why Mary was so concerned about it for the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the other thing is uh, Jesus telling his own mother, you know, my hour has not yet come. It could also be kind of a, a bit of a warning sign to Mary of like, hey, don't tell everybody who I am yet. <laughs> you know, yeah. like... Uh, I've, there's a plan here. Don't, don't, don't mess it up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, uh, it talks about it in this scripture, but basically the order of wine to be served, would you would serve the best wine first. And then as the night went on, you would serve the lesser, uh, of the wine, um, as it wouldn't be as noticed later on. Um, but it says he, when the master of the feast, uh, tasted the water that had now become wine, and did not know where it came from. The master of the feast called the bridegroom, and he was shocked. And basically, he said that, <laughs> "Why'd um, you put the good stuff now? Yeah, why did you save the best wine for last? You know, it's kind of stuff." And um, so that's basically the whole story. It's just there's not like a huge implication for it. But um, in my reading, I tend to think that maybe this miracle is more about uh, um, Jesus's respect for his mother than it was necessarily about him performing a miracle for anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I tend to believe and this, this isn't in the Bible anywhere, but I, I tend to believe that if it wasn't Mary asking, I don't know that Jesus would have performed the miracle. So it, it, there's an aspect of, of, of Jesus keeping one of the commandments, which is honor your father and mother. Right. And so, yeah. uh, so I think that's, that's pretty cool. Um, but then right after this, uh, we go into a, a kind of from a, a, a 
wedding to a son and, and a wedding and to a yeah. So now it's <laughs> get out of town. Jesus cleanses the temple. So this is a very interesting passage. Uh, basically, as the Passover as the Jews was at hand, so this is like a holy uh, uh, celebration, a holy holiday, the Passover, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus went up to Jerusalem and in the temple he found uh, those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons and money changers and uh, so he makes uh, most people forget this but Jesus makes a whip out of cords and then it says he drives them all out of the temple and we kind of don't put two and two together basically he made a whip and started whipping Whipping all the rabbis and and, (laughs) and all the uh, the people that were selling things in the temple and uh, and so Jesus is um, is in this moment maybe slightly contrary to the to the Jesus that we often think of mm. because he's uh, pretty angry. He's, he's yeah. very frustrated. He's whipping people, which is not something that you necessarily picture Jesus doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he told he told all them. Uh, he says, "Take these things away." Uh, do not make my father's house a house of trade. And his disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. Consume me. Mm-hmm. That was something when reading this, it like kind of hit me. Zeal for your house, consume me. We should, uh, that's another scripture that points to why we should, we should have church together. And, and, yeah. and, and th- that's not me making a 2020 political stance. I just mean in general, <laughs> we should be, uh, the Bible also says, don't forsake the gathering, uh, of people. So anyway, so mm-hmm. that's the purpose of the church is, is the, you know, the, um, it was written zeal for your house will consume me. Anyways. So Jesus is mad and he drives these people out and, and, uh, and then he afterwards he says, destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it up. And so it's like kind of this, like, which the temple in Jerusalem took, what was it? Hun- like crazy. It 40, 40 years to build. Years. Yeah. Uh, is what what they say forty six years to to build to construct and he's saying give me three days yeah he says destroy this temple and in three days I'll I will raise it up and which confused them yes because so it really he's talking about yeah. himself mm-hmm. really he's talking about how it, it it's kind of a it's kind of a a uh, a foreshadowing yeah uh, as we know when when Jesus died on the cross the uh, um, the veil was torn meaning uh, kind of the the this like holy of holies, the, the, mm-hmm. part of the purpose of the temple was really kind of taken away at that point because Jesus yeah. is basically saying like now, the temple is scattered among the people essentially where uh, uh, you create places of prayer and worship and stuff. Yeah, with all of you, and uh, and so the the Holy Spirit is free to reign throughout, and so he's basically saying you tear down this one, that's fine, and I'm you know give I'll, you I'll raise it back up. Yeah. Um. But and it says in the in verse twenty one. But he was speaking about the temple of his body. So that that's what he's referencing there. So that yep. um. So that was uh, kind of a cool uh, portion here. I think I'll see if I had any notes. Um. Oh, the other thing to notice is that it wasn't like they all of a sudden started selling all this stuff. That's the thing I always thought as a kid too. Is like Jesus just walked in and was like, "What? What's going on?" Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's what happened. Like. They were probably doing this all the time, and and oh, sure. in that time, it was pretty well known that they would. Um, the reason this would happen is is uh, because as things happen when they're controlled by humans, they get corrupt, and so 
uh, in the in that day, you would bring animal sacrifices or you would bring offerings of of harvest and things like that. And so the animal sacrifices were to atone atonement oh. for sins. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so so they just started selling them right there. You could well, walk what, up. And well, what would yeah? What would happen? Oftentimes, is, is so people would bring in their best sheep or goat, and then the pr- the priest or rabbi or whatever would basically tell them like, no, this this isn't good enough. But I have one for you that mm. is good enough, and you could pay X amount of dollars for it, yeah. or X amount of whatever they use, denarii or uh, silver or whatever, and uh, and and you could buy it, and yeah. then so then they would just fleece them like just to buy this, and then and then that that's so that's how that would happen. And then the other thing that started happening was that happened so often, so then people would stop bringing their own and would just bring a bunch of money and just buy to one. buy yeah, and and the, then. The, and then they would just up price them, so they'd yeah. roll up with a bunch of money. And well, I got okay, this perfect well. one, but it's four thousand. Yeah, dinars. yeah. So then Whatever. they would up price it, and so they were kind of uh, taking advantage of the people uh, and selling these different animals and things like that, and and uh, and then doing different other trade deals and gambling things like that. And so that's why. Uh, so basically, it's not that Jesus didn't know this was going on, but before Passover, all those things, at some for some reason, Jesus got kind of fed up, and he was like, "All right, I've had enough." Um, and this so kind this this is kind of also a sign a, 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 a signifier is that that the word yeah, or a signal that Jesus is going to start his business ministry. Now. So we have the the wedding, and that's why I think this is right after Jesus is fed up with what's going on. He's basically saying, "I'm taking over. Like, this is this is. I've had enough. Yeah. We're just, we're starting to change things. So it's a pretty it's a pretty significant occurrence." Uh, and then, um, verse twenty three through twenty four, um, Jesus is basically talking about the heart of man. So you can read that. There's nothing. We're not going to necessarily spend much time on that. Um, and then uh, in chapter 3, let's move on. So it, it talks about you must be born again. So here's where Nicodemus comes to Jesus. Nicodemus is a... Is, is a uh, high-ranking. A, yeah, a ruler of the Jews, a high-ranking Pharisee. And he comes to Jesus at nighttime, which signifies a couple of things. Him coming to Jesus, Jesus signifies respect for Jesus. It signifies yeah. that he thinks Jesus is up to something. Worthy of his time. Worthy of his time. Because he's it, it, most of the time, if if it was just an everyday person, Nicodemus would have sent somebody else to go talk to Jesus. Yeah. But since Nicodemus went himself, this means that he he had an inkling that Jesus was maybe who people are saying he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other signif- the other uh, maybe symbol in this is Nicodemus doing it at nighttime can mean one of two things. Uh, uh, the first thing in what I tend to think is it's just. Uh, kind of a secret meeting like he doesn't want to be it's seen by discreet. the other Pharisees it's yeah. discreet it's at nighttime uh, but other um, theologians th- uh, think that it might also signify like a spiritual darkness in other places uh, he mm-hmm. goes at nighttime meaning Nicodemus knows that where the uh, the uh, I don't it's not necessarily the church but where the the Jewish religion at that point and the people were in a relatively dark, dark time space um, but anyway, so Jesus tells him, um, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So Nicodemus is like, what do you mean to be born again? He's like, like I can't go back in there. And, yeah, yeah. He's like, I can't go back into, uh, 
my my mother's womb and if you've watched the show the chosen uh there's this they have the scene in there it's kind of funny because he's like i can't go back into my mother's womb and even if i could he basically says like she's past she's gone so like it's impossible so yeah. nicodemus is like i can't i can't it's literally not possible i can't do this yeah, yeah. and so uh jesus says truly truly i say to you unless one is born of water and the spirit he cannot enter the kingdom of god that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit so like it's kind of confusing but if you really read that last line it makes sense yeah. that which is born of flesh is flesh so okay you were born of the flesh you're flesh now mm -hmm. if you want to be of the spirit if you want to be uh that which is uh eternal in terms of in the kingdom of heaven, you must be born of spirit. And that's what Jesus is talking about. Mm -hmm. And so there's more conversation there, but we don't need to necessarily get into all of that. Um, and then after that is like the big, the big conversation. So it, yep. it's, it kind of breaks it up, but I, I tend to think maybe this is in the same conversation uh, because it doesn't stop. Right. It just, just constant it's dialogue. Just constant dialogue keeps going. And then Jesus says the most famous scripture in the Bible, John three sixteen. He says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Yep. So that's like the whole salvation story. That's him explaining what it means to be born again, right? To, to a high-ranking Jewish official, which is the part that gets lost in translation. Yeah, yeah. And He's explaining this to somebody who is supposed to be the person that tells the law to the other people. Yeah, exactly. Well, he even says that in verse 10. Jesus says, are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Yeah, he kind of rose up. So he's kind of telling them, like, hey, like you should be figuring this stuff out, right? And 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 in in my recent studies, and in, in some that I've uh, been telling, we uh, Ben, myself, and my wife, we've all been reading this book called God Has a Name. Yep. And it talks about this kind of concept where it's like there is so much uh, there are so many things that point to Jesus and even tell the story of Jesus in the Old Testament where mm. where it makes sense for Jesus to come through and be like, well, how do you not understand this? Like, like there's yeah. there's so many prophecies. The prophets right, told you this. Yeah. The prophecies, the prophets told you this. And then also like the Old Covenants, like we skip over things and we think the Old Testament was so separate from the New Testament. But going back to the first book of the Bible, 15 chapters mm. in Genesis 15, there's a covenant made between God and Abraham, which is, uh, I wasn't going to get into this, but long story short, it's a weird story. God tells Abraham to, uh, take a bunch of animals and he cuts them in half and he, and he like creates this kind of pathway, uh, between these animals cut in half. Super weird. I know you're thinking what is going on. I'm going to call mm -hmm. PETA. Right. And so, but basically what happens in, in the old days is, is it was a sign of covenant. So you'd have this kind of pathway between a bunch of these like cut in half dead animals and two people would walk past each other in this kind of pathway, signifying that if the covenant was broke between the two, Whoever broke it, lay them down at the end with these dead animals and, and let them be one of them as well. And so uh, then uh, as soon as Ab Abraham was about to walk through this this kind of uh, covenant thing here, uh, God put, puts him to sleep and then shows him a vision, a vision of God himself uh, and will in symbols walking through uh, 
this kind of walkway by himself. And so what that yeah. signifies is crazy. It signifies that, hey, Abraham, even if you don't hold up your end of the bargain, I'll walk through this by myself. And if anyone's blood has to be shed, it'll be my blood. And who's Jesus? And that's that's Genesis 15. And like it's at the beginning of the Bible. And we now and now and now yeah. we look at it's the perfect example of who Jesus is. And even simply the story of Abraham and Isaac. There's there's so many like messianic uh, foreshadowing in the early, early texts of the Bible that that Jesus is kind of pointing this out to Nicodemus, like, "Hello, this like is all you study, and yeah. you haven't got this." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, this is like literally all you read. You do this for a living. You read these scriptures for a living. You don't know that this is what's supposed to happen. You don't know that this is me. You, you know what I mean? So, so he's kind of giving him a hard time, but um, but trying to prove to him that this is this is real. Uh, and then to end chapter three, there's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. I've referenced this in our youth leadership a lot, uh, but basically it's John, uh, John the Baptist uh, exalting Christ. And so there's this kind of uh, time here where uh, Jesus and his disciples go to where John the Baptist usually is uh, baptizing people and Jesus starts baptizing people. And so uh, it says in verse 25, Now a discussion arose between some of John's disciples and a Jew over purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who is with you across the Jordan to whom you bore witness, look, he is baptizing and all are going to him. So they were kind of talking about this like frustration of why is everybody not coming to you anymore, John? And yeah. why are they all going to Jesus? And John uh, says responds in one of the most profound statements that I think is really important to leadership and has really shaped the way that I think about uh, my ministry. Um, um, and it is uh, a person um, cannot receive even one thing unless it is given um, him from heaven. So this yeah. is like something my wife and I have really talked about a lot. And then we've tried to uh, explain to our leadership team so that our, our ministries together can, can have this view. We, cannot receive anything that God has entrusted to us. So what I mean by this is like in terms of a lot of youth pastors or other pastors focus on numbers and numerical growth, which is an aspect of health. And so it's a good thing to, to notice, but it can't be the only thing because yeah. I can't receive anything God hasn't given to me. So as a youth pastor, I can't, I can't receive X amount of students in the ministry unless God entrusts me with that. And so mm -hmm. basically uh, it says, uh, you yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. Another one of the most famous verses. Yeah. Time. So it's just a really cool concept. And there's there's some uh, text after that where, where John uh, reiterates that, but I'll, I'll just end there. Uh, for right now, because we're uh, going over time a little bit, but uh, but I think it's super good the the aspect right there, where in order for uh, John's basically saying like I, I'm I can only I can only steward what God gives me. I can only be uh, entrusted with uh, to multiply whatever God has has handed me. I can't try and create something out of nothing, and I can't yeah. get upset that someone else is. Uh, ministering or baptizing more people than I am. I have to be focused on what God has given me. And then the other thing that he says is he must increase and I must decrease. And so uh, I think that's there's a lot of aspects to it in that 
physically in that in that time frame, he's all, he's saying Jesus <clears throat> Jesus's ministry is going to get crazy big, and he's mine's going to get small. So it's literal. Yeah. It's literal. But it's also, I think it's also talking about pride yeah, uh, for, for John, sure. saying, like, I must, he must increase, like, in terms of, in John's head, Jesus must become greater. Mm-hmm. And in John's head, John must become less. Yeah. And in that, that will provide an opportunity for, for God to move better. And that's the same thing mm-hmm. for us. It's like, for us to be successful in ministry or successful in life or successful in leadership or whatever we're doing, we must uh, soon realize that we have to become um, less, not in, in a way where we are, we are insignificant, but in a yeah, way yeah, that, yeah. that, uh, that God is, is more and, and more powerful. And cause the Bible talks about in our weakness, he's made strong. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, anyways, any, any, notes ben that you have anything i think you pretty much nailed it there bucko i would just (laughs) i would just throw on yeah john the baptist is one actually one of my favorite characters in the bible just for his his leadership skill and what he brings to or what we could bring out of that into our um culture today his entire ministry was literally just passing the torch yeah his entire ministry was i don't want any of this put it all to jesus yeah, which is extremely countercultural today. Even inside um, a lot of like work scenarios, like you, you don't want to give all the praise to your manager when you did the job. Yeah, so it it's just super countercultural to be like, yeah, I did that. I'm the one who, who not, um, I'm the one who told you who he was because that's who John was. John was the one who told you, oh, this is the Messiah. He could have been like, yeah, I. I nailed that. That's who yeah, yeah. I told him that, that I told you that was him. Why aren't you kicking it with me? But instead he said, nah, like I got to decrease so he can increase. It's yeah. just super crazy. Well, no, we, we don't, and even John didn't call himself this or, and we don't hear it a lot, but yeah, John ever. was very prophetic. And so he, he's yeah. not just John the baptizer, which that's a, a way people are referencing now. Cause Baptist is a denomination. Yeah. Uh, but so John the baptizer, <laughs> baptized people that's um, another thing yeah going with that he had a whole ministry before jesus even was on the scene he was a bridge yeah he was very uh he was very different than what people were used to at that time rabbis and pharisees and sadducees mm-hmm. and, and teachers of the law and then you have this guy john who's out at the jordan river just, just dunking, dunking people, people and saying you know, before good. before jesus even rolled up and yeah and he's basically and everyone's like why are you doing this and he's basically saying like yeah i'm preparing the way and there's someone who's going to come after me and he's much greater and then jesus rolls up and he says behold the lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world you know just super cool so yeah john even being the baptizer I think we we forget that John really was a prophet, and he was mm-hmm. uh, uh, one of the one of the few New Testament prophets. And so, um, very cool, super cool. One of my favorite characters. So yeah, really great stuff. So that's that's chapter two and three. Uh, if you want to go back and digest that yourself, and and uh, let us know if we got anything wrong, or if you <laughs> uh, have any questions or whatever, and then uh, next week we'll jump into. Uh, uh, chapter four, maybe chapter five, if if they're short. Yeah, we'll um, scope them. See see what we're cooking with. So yeah, should be great. So, uh, Ben, why don't you Ben pick the uh, draft today? So he's gonna let you know what's going on. All right. So for this, yeah, Brett, let me pick because I keep losing. <laughs> I don't know if I was supposed to say that, but all right, here we go. So this is one that is a must 
for me, which is road trip snacks. Everybody's got to have them. So we're just going to draft probably our top five each best road trip snacks. Road trip. Because you can't go on a road trip without snacks, man. You just can't do it. So we're going to pick our top five. So whenever you're ready, we'll rock, paper, skizzies this bad boy. And then we'll see if I can turn the tides. All right, let's rock, paper, skizzies. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Boom! He rocked me. I threw scissors. Got it. First pick. And the best pick there ever was in the whole world. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I, I don't actually don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do this. This is really subjective. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do on this draft because I, Danielle and I go on occasional road trips, usually not super long. The longest road trip Danielle and I have been on together was our honeymoon. We road trip 13 hours to Oregon. That's a pretty good one, buddy. And it was great. Um, right now, our average road trip is like we go to Vegas uh, a lot because I grew up there and we have some friends there and... We like to go hiking on the Red Rocks and stuff. So we go there. It's like four hours. Um, or we go to, uh, in the summer every year, we go up to Shaver Lake. or uh, Yeah, Shaver Lake. Now we used to go Huntington Lake. But now Shaver Lake, so it's about five and a half hours. And then we'll go to her uh, parents' house sometimes, which is like six. So six or seven, maybe. So, traffic. So they're, they're, decent, decent, they're decent road trips, but... I've noticed that Danielle and I don't really like snack a whole lot during our road trips. Like we do sometimes, but so I don't know how good I'm going to be at this draft, but we're going to try our best. We're about so to my, find out. My number one overall pick is hot Cheetos. Okay. Hot Cheetos and Takis. And I just hot picked Cheetos that because that's my Takis. favorite snack like of all time. Big fan. All right, you're and I like, I like every variation. I like hot Cheetos. I like the hot Cheetos lime. I like the, um, I like the hot Cheeto puffs. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm just going to talk about it now because it's off the thing. But the ones like the Chester's the ones, Chester's, the fry Those are things. the best ones. The Chester's oh, hot man. fries. Yeah, those things. Those are the best different. ones. Yeah. Oh, and those are at every gas station, man. Yeah, you just walk in there. Those are super good. Those things are delicious. When I. Yeah. Yeah. I used to get those like every day. It was a problem. There's this pokey place in. Uh, I don't know if you're a pokey guy. No, I haven't um, had it in forever. Uh, but there's. Very this, rare. Uh, if you don't know, you you usins listening to the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> pokey is like sushi without the roll. So it's like you get this bowl and it's got rice in it, and then you have just raw fish On and <laughs> and all this other stuff and sauce and stuff. It's really good. Uh, but there's this pokey place in Irvine. Uh, that has you can put hot Cheeto dust on top, dude. It's dude, so that's fire. Good. It's really good. Anyways, hot Cheetos, my pick. There hot you go. Hot Cheetos. Ben, you're up. I'm picking goldfish. Oh, okay. dude, you literally can't go wrong with goldfish. All right. Goldfish are one of those snacks that you're like never craving, but then when you start eating them, you can't. You stop. don't stop, dude. You the saltiness stop. is addicting. You're, it's just, can't stop, won't stop. You know what I mean? Literally. Can't stop, won't stop. Okay. Uh, oh, my pick. Yep. Goldfish. It's an all-time classic. All right. I'm going with the classic beef jerky. That's a really good one. Beef jerky. And if we're talking about our variations, I kind of like... Yeah, what flavor are you? What flavor kind of guy? Um... 
Uh oh, it's hard. I like I like the regular. I like the uh, teriyaki. I'm I'm a big teriyaki guy. I like the uh, um the like spicy uh like the chili ones. Mm. Um, I also like the um like the jerk sausage. Okay. Like the little sausage links, the little smoked yeah, sausage the little links. links. Those, Those are ones sick. are good. Those are good. But yeah, so beef jerky is a good pick there. Beefy, I had it on my jerky. list. I'm going to win again, man. I'm telling you. Probably. <laughs> I think it's just because of who you are. People just <laughs> vote for Brett. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to go with sunflower seeds. That was my next pick. <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge sunflower seed fan. Okay, but here's the big question. This doesn't have to go on the draft. It could be general. But Kay. what's your flavor of sunflower seeds? And there's a definite right answer. Oh well, I only eat uh, jalapeno hot salsa. Wrong. No, answer. you're gonna, you like ranch or something. No, dill pickle. No, that's that's an atrocity. No, listen, listen, listen. In the in the baseball world or whatever world you come from, dill pickle sunflower seeds are the best ones out there, by far. No, they're not. Don't make me phone a friend. I I believe you, <laughs> Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just can't do it. You don't like the dill pickle ones? All right, all right. Dude, all right. I just like the spicy, the jalapeno hot salsa ones. They're probably ones. super good. I've never had them, actually. They're so delicious. <laughs> I ate, I have them at work sometimes, and I eat the whole bag in two days. All right, I respect it. All right, number three. You can tell me if I can't pick this, but... Okay. I'm going to pick energy drink. I, it's, I had a drinks on here, so that's fine. Do I have to get specific or can yeah. I just be no, energy there's, drink? No, you got to be specific. Okay, I'll do Red Bull. Okay, well, you <laughs> you picked the best one. <laughs> okay, there we go. So Red Bull is uh, good for the road trip. Yeah. Keep that's, you awake. You got to stay woke while you're driving, you know? All right. You can't crash your car. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Energy drinks. I'm going to go with, this is like a sneaky one. I'm going to go with Nilla wafers. Huh? Dude, have you ever just snacked on those things? Nope. You're living the wrong kind of life. All right. Ben's a very niche type of guy. Niche. Yeah, dude, they're good. Vanilla wafers. Nilla wafers. Dude, you can make them into cereal too. They're like this big, but. I'll do it. I don't care. Nilla wafers are good. I remember. I haven't eaten one in probably ten plus years, but I remember they were really good. Yeah, I haven't had them in forever either. But they're <laughs> actually they slap, man. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. My next pick is my favorite candy of all time. Okay. Peach rings. Peach rings. Peach rings from the gas station, man. Those things slap. Yeah, you know who's a big fan of those is Caleb Cox. Peach rings are the best. Yeah. Caleb, Caleb, if you're listening. I respect it, man. Peach rings are the best. Peach rings are good. Um, on that same thing, you got two picks. Yeah, yeah. Make them good. Yeah. Okay. On that same kind of thing, I'm gonna pick gummy worms. Oh, that's a good pick. That's a good. Pick. Those things on the road trips. Sour or regular? Uh, it depends on what you're feeling, man. Does yeah. that? Do I have to pick for the draft? Because I can. I'd probably pick regular. All right, that's fine. That's fine. I'd pick sour, but it's good. 
just because you don't have to say regular you just do gummy worms yeah the only reason just for the podcast viewers i pick regular is because i've already necked down an entire bag of jalapeno sunflower seeds i don't need sour after that yeah you do i'm just kidding no but you do need something to wash it down with yeah and you got the bruise out of my hand you got the red bulls <laughs> i got the red bulls um uh, you can still do like a big gulp of Dr. Pepper if you want to do. <laughs> yeah, I could. <laughs> uh, okay, I got my last pick here. Um, oh, this is hard because all mine aren't aren't that good anymore. <laughs> do I do like a niche one, like a niche? Is it niche or niche? I think both. It's just how you decide to pronounce it. So there's one that like I, I say don't think niche. It, it sounds classy. Niche. I, I'm very niche. <laughs> I don't think any. I don't think anybody else would pick one that I'm thinking of. So it's like very me. Like actually, my mom kind of had these around all the time. Or I could pick one that's like very appeal to the masses. Very basic. Okay. No, I want to go niche. All right. I'm gonna go honey roasted peanuts. Oh wow, that is wow. Very bougie. Have you ever had honey roasted peanuts? Yeah. They're so good. Yeah, they actually are. They're yeah. like Honey super good and really, really sweet. Good. You feel like you have to drink milk afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a dessert. Yeah, 100%. They're super good though. Like it's you get the big jar, you pop the top and just start. Yeah, dude, it smells like just sugar. Uh, Those things slap. I'm not going to pick this one, but going with that corn nuts, low-key slap. Corn, ranch corn nuts yeah, are good. Are good. I'm not going to pick that because it's like almost the same thing, but those things are good. I'm going to go with... I also have one that's, I know, like, people that who have had it would love it, but it's not, like, a worldwide thing. Well, it is, but it's not as good. I think you need to go with the best one on your list, whatever you think that is. Yeah, that checks out. You got to catch the dub this week. I don't know if it's going to happen, boss. <laughs> I'm just going to go with the classic. Every road, road trip needs this. No, go with your heart. I changed what I thought. Do, oh, do my the one goodness. that you want. No, the one that I want. I'll, I can talk about it. I, no, okay. You don't. You yeah, can't pick anything. Uh, the one. Actually, that, we're going six now. No, <laughs> after I vote. Oh, you know what? Let's run it. No, the one that is hands down the best road trip snack on the planet is puppy chow. I'll pick it. Pick it pick yeah. It, okay. It, puppy it. chow. You will win if you so, that. so it's a real thing. It's called like Muddy Buddies from Chex Mix. It's like checks covered in peanut butter and chocolate. Dude, how do I not pick puppy chow? Yeah. Okay. The only reason I didn't pick that first overall is because my mom makes it like homemade and it is life changing. Okay, everybody listen. Oh my listen. Goodness. Puppy chow is the greatest snack of all time. Literally. And it's, it's not undefeated. Close. It's not close. No. It, like, oh, it's so good. I don't know how I didn't think of that because yeah. it's like a homemade thing, kind of. Like yeah, they have muddy buddies from, but those are garbage. Don't ever eat those. Yeah, they're not the the same. You got to get the. So basically, what it is is so, so the checks, like cereal. It's checks and and then they're dipped oh. in they're dipped in uh, peanut butter and chocolate melted and like mixed together and then, and then powdered sugar it, and on then top. Powdered sugar the whole and top. You shake it. Yep. It's so good. Yeah, it's. And Yeesh. my mom does it when she makes it. She makes it like one full box of like regular checks and then one of like the it's like wheat or corn checks or something. Yeah. So there's two different ones. It's just different, man. Yep, they're very good. Very good. Very Puppy good. Puppy chow. The best snack for any occasion. What was the other one you were gonna pick? Let's do honorable mentions. 
Uh, that was a mentions, great pick. Was I'm a, glad you picked that. If you would have picked anything else, I'd been so upset. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had just original Chex Mix. Okay. Which had, also is good. I had Chex Mix as well. And then I just had chips. Any bag of chips. I had uh, Maui. I that was too onion, generic. I had Maui onion chips. Okay. You get some influence good. from your pops here. Yeah, those are super good though. Yeah, those are super good. I'm a big salt and vinegar kind of guy in chips. Yeah, they're good. Um. I don't. Know. I had licorice. That's like a family licorice. thing. Licorice. Yeah. yeah, I had uh, trail mix. Yeah, I, I, th- I had trail mix too. I just didn't think that would get the picks, you know. No. And then I had Pringles. Okay, you're a Pringles guy for road trips. Well, not really, but like, but Pringles. It is just the easiest. Pringles seem like they're made for road trips. They fit in a cup holder. That's true. And like, and you, you just reach I mean? in, grab one off the sense. top. And what's your flavor, Pringle? Dude. I'm a big fan, big, big fan of their sour cream and onion. Okay, let's go. That's the pick. That's yeah. it. That's it. All day. That's the pick right there. So um, sour cream and onion, uh, they have weird flavors. Yeah, my brother brought one to church two weeks ago. It was rotisserie, rotisserie chicken, chicken. Yeah, was, <laughs> and it, it was actually pretty good. pretty good. It just tastes like watered down he had, barbecue. Didn't he bring like chicken and waffles? Was one? Yeah, one time. Chicken and, and waffles. Then there's a pizza one that's not bad. I got to admit, it's not bad. I haven't had that one. There's pizza goldfish, too. Those yeah, I've bad. heard of those. Those are good, man. Dude, I got to be honest. They're good. My brother one time got these ketchup lays. This is on the other side of the spectrum. That was the worst choice that a chip company has ever made in their Ew. lives. They were terrible. That was in Canada. They sell those. Of course. Yeah, they're just ruining chips up sorry. there. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, oh, sorry, they, you don't like the ketchup. They just created a reason to say sorry to everybody. Literally, <laughs> dude, it's garbage. <laughs> okay, let's recap real quick. So I picked first, so I'll do mine first. I got hot Cheetos, beef jerky, Red Bull, peach rings, and honey roasted peanuts. And Ben has goldfish, sunflower seeds, Nella wafers, gummy worms, and puppy chow. I like my team more. All right. Well, after, all right, like, all right. reading them. After the, the, the one, chow. the top two that you have is beef jerky and Red Bull for me. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I mean, hot Cheetos are amazing, but I, I, I would always get yelled at for eating them in the car because my hands are just red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I drive the car now, so I well, make now, the rules. Okay? Now we drive the cars. <laughs> I make the rules around here. <laughs> last time I was on a road trip, I wasn't driving. I was younger. That's I've been true. on a road trip that's forever. True. We got to do a homie road trip. Anyways, yeah, uh, oh, that's what we should do, man. Let's do Echo Youth Podcast. Hits the road. <laughs> Just record it in hotel rooms. A road rooms. tour. <laughs> Live Just audience. Just while we're driving. <laughs> oh, people yeah, in the that back. too. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear the road noise <laughs> the whole time. Anyways, all right. Stop, uh, stop your gas. <laughs> <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, John chapter two and three. Some good stuff in there. And then road trip snacks. Anyways, we love you. Leave a, a rating and review if you like this podcast. Thanks for joining us uh, each and every week. You guys are awesome. Uh, special shout out to our Echo Youth peeps. We love you. We'll Let's see go. you on Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, but with no further ado, I'm Brett. I'm Ben. And... Okay, love you, bye. <laughs> Cue the outro. <laughs>